draw and a loss on the same day for Tottenham Hotspur? Perhaps so. Tottenham 2, Everton 2, another draw against another Premier League side for Tottenham Hotspur. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the United Spurs of America podcast. I'm Michael Ramirez, alongside Jacob Wallraven and Jacob. Yep. Another disappointing day at the office. Yep. Yep, another disappointing day in every office of every I wish we could have Hotspur an episode fan. of the pod where we could be happy and cheerful and optimistic about the next few weeks. But I think uh, our bounce back versus Villa, we were pretty we were pretty happy and optimistic I guess, at that time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, but no, it was definitely a disappointing showing today. Um, I thought honestly, uh, I thought Everton was a better team out there. We we're probably lucky to come away with a point. Um Horrible, horrible defense. There are a few times um, we'll get into it. Um, but yeah, I just thought very disappointing. Very, a, there was a lot at stake. And um, I think if you saw Jose's kind of reactions uh, from the sideline and just his general behavior during the game seemed uncomfortable to me. So um, it was definitely an uncomfortable game for me as well. But uh, top four, question mark? Major question mark? Um. Major, major question mark at this point, man. Um, the reason why I kind of opened up this pod with with the fact that, in my opinion, it could possibly be a draw and a loss on the same day for Spurs is when our Lord and Savior, mm. Harry Kane, had to step off the pitch injured um, in King extra King. time of this one with an apparent foot-slash-ankle injury. He got rolled over onto uh, – in the box, in our own box, he was back to defend, and and it it, it didn't look promising, man. He kind of it kind of twisted at an awkward angle. Uh, if you take a look at it, he rolled his his ankle on the inside, and he ended up having to get taken off and replaced by Deli Ali for about two minutes in extra time. But if he's out for an extended period of time, man, it's bad news for for us. Yeah, I think that that would be the nail in the coffin, um, so to speak, for our top four. Uh, very disappointing. It was very late in the game. 90 seconds, you know, two minutes of uh, added time. And and it just shouldn't have happened. But unfortunately, it did. That's kind of what happens in sports accidents. It didn't seem intentional by their end. Uh, but that could potentially be be it that could be it i like i've said i try to always stay positive um <laughs> you know me <laughs> um it's very difficult and this is a, one of the first times we record directly after the pod or uh directly after the game excuse me and um for me uh it, it, it's more difficult right after the game because i'm to be positive you gotta, like you gotta get your feel you gotta get your feelings uh like solidified i guess like you got to figure out what you're feeling you know initial reaction after the game and speaking of you you mentioned leading goal, goal scorer in the premier league this season added two more goals to his tally today our lone goal scorer on the day against everton he brings his goal tally um in the premier league this season to 21 and in the entire across all competitions harry harry kane has now scored 31 goals as well but Jacob, I guess we can move into our man of the match um, reactions uh, post-match. Obviously, there's only one, uh, in my opinion, nominee for man of the match today, and it, it's got to be Harry Kane. Two goals on the day, like I said, our lone goal scorer. And once again, he's proven time and time again that he is he is reliable and he means so much to this team. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to agree with you there. Man of the match, definitely Harold Kane. Um, you know, if Tongi and Dombele, there was a chance there, uh, I think – 
early in the sec second half. Um, he, if he could have turned a goal in, I think then he would have, he, he just did a lot of really good things on the ball for me today. Uh, he gave us a lot of chances right there before Lamella and Mora came in. Um, but definitely Harold Kane. Um, hopefully that ankle's okay. Hopefully they, whatever they can do for it, it's gonna, uh, I'm trying to stay positive. So. I know, I know, man, but uh, let's move on to the premier league table, how things stand currently in the premier league Tottenham. Like you mentioned, Jacob, uh, everyone else has a game in hand on us. We have 32 games played. Everyone else is 31. We're currently in seventh place in the league table with 50 points. And like you mentioned, we are 50 or excuse me, five points off uh, West Ham. They're in fourth with 55 points. Tottenham are in seventh with 50. Um, but yeah, like we were mentioning, Jacob, it's just another tough spot that Tottenham has dug itself into. I feel like they keep digging a deeper and deeper hole when we're talking yeah. about top four hopes at this point, in my opinion, I think it's done, man. I, I honestly don't think that we're going to, we have the mental capacity, the mental strength and the mental fortitude to dig out these results if we can't get results against everton what makes you think we're going to get results out of leicester at the end of the season or wolves another decent side leeds united another decent side that we still have to play in the premier league down the down the stretch in the final few games of the season right in my opinion man like what what else have they proven to me and to us this season that they can pull out these results and they can they can push for top four i think it's done I, I I want to disagree with you. My heart so badly wants to disagree with I you, know. but I can't. Um, yeah, great result today for uh, West Ham, Chelsea, and Liverpool. I think for them, they're they're pretty excited about what they saw. Um, I think for Tottenham fans, it was another disappointing result, another disappointing outing. Um, I felt like there was a lot left out there that we could have could have done could have utilized and we just failed to do so no steven bergvine in the 18 i thought that was yet again i thought that was a mistake um the man brings energy he brings life i don't know if there's something going on i don't know if he's hurt i don't know if he just had a falling out with jose but um didn't see gareth bale today either i think we just if you saw the lineup it, it almost matched everton's lineup and it was like we're just trying to play to their game. And that kind of goes back to something I said the other week where we just play to our competition. And I mean, the other results we had uh, against Everton this season, pretty much the same thing. They just ended up topping it out at the end. But fortunately for us today, they did not. We did get a point, but yeah, it's hard to feel like there's any chance for top four after this, especially with, um, all the other teams. I mean, maybe if Chelsea is, you know, too preoccupied with Champions League, maybe, you know, maybe we get a Carabao Cup if Man City's too occupied. I, I just don't see it happening at this point. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of optimism that has ripped away from me, you know, in the, in the last seconds there after Kane got Southern and Delhi came on, I thought, you know, inside as a fan, I'm like, okay, we got one minute, one minute to try and do something anything right we're just begging for something to happen and and it just at one point i had to tell myself it's likely not going to happen i feel like this every time late in games like something good's going to happen for us and nothing happens usually the opposite happens usually something bad happens so yeah. uh it's tough it's a tough place to be at for spurs fans i think yeah for sure man and you mentioned 
some of the points that I was going to make about the lineup, the 18 that was selected today, no Steven Bergwijn. For some reason, Eric Dyer is once again in the starting 11 today. I don't understand. Um, after an absolutely terrible performance in the last match. Um, I thought he was playing the striker back. there at the second half. He was said, left wing. <laughs> yeah, I, he, I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> when he had the cross to Hoybier at the back post. Yeah, that I don't was, know what he was doing. Up that there, was the man. first time I saw him. I was like, where the hell did he come from? And then there was about two other times. I was like, where the fuck is he doing? What is he doing? I, I must be something Jose's telling him to do or something. Maybe it's the man marking that we were trying to do this game. I don't know. It was weird seeing Eric yeah, Dyer up there trying he, to do that. He was in the starting 11. He had no right to be in the starting 11 today. Um, Tanganga. I just went just. When, whenever I saw the the eleven man, I already knew. I was like, "What what are we do? What are we trying to do today? What when, since when has three in the back ever been successful for us in a yeah. match this season? Like, I I just don't understand it. I would have loved to have just seen uh, Roden and Alderweireld um, in a back four with Regulon and and Aurier. Unfortunately, that's not how it how it panned out. I felt Alderweireld had a mixed bag of a performance. Um, got turned around on that first, on that first goal. Um, Roden was, was meh for me. He was all right. Dyer, the only good terrible. thing we had back there, to be honest, besides Hugo. Once again. Yeah. Hugo made some pretty good saves, man. He definitely did. But other than that, in a row that we say Joe Rodon is the only one doing anything, you know? Yeah. I, and you can look across this, this 11 today and looking at their performances individually and, Outside of Harry Kane, what maybe Sissoko since he ran around a bit, um, there wasn't too many stellar performances. Lamella and Lucas were honestly some of the brighter spots <laughs> on the day, and they were the gonna, substitutes. Yeah, like Endombele had a match to forget, wasn't really effective. In my opinion, I thought today was what one of Hoybier's worst performances in a Spurs shirt. He was absolutely awful. His distribution, his what is tracking, it about Everton? I don't, I have no idea, man. He just, he looked lost out there because even some of the simple passes that you would expect Hoybier to make throughout the match today, they just, they weren't adding up, um, had a lot of turnovers on the day. And like well, I said, his distribution was all over the place. It was weird, man. It, he just felt uncomfortable out there. It looked like. So going, speaking on Pierre, I mean, in the seventh minute I have here that Aurier had a very bad pass to Pierre, forcing him to essentially foul. And that's when he picked up the yellow was right there in the seventh minute. I mean, yeah, and that could have played a factor into his performance too. That, that's what I was alluding to, because I mean, as you see, then in the 18th minute, he had a horrible pass to Aurier, like right out. It, I mean, it was a horrible pass. So I think that that played a little bit into it. I try to, I try to give Pierre at least some uh wiggle room so to speak when it comes to being so harsh on his performances especially mm -hmm. given the 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 quality we could get elsewhere I, I just i think he's the best option we got especially you know going back to the the lineup i didn't understand um why if you're going a back three with the way you've been playing tongi and dombele kind of side by side with pierre instead sissoko was there and that gave Tongi the liberty to play more of the 10 role. I think, mm -hmm. I think even if you wanted to go with the back five, right. And you let's pick whatever back three you want, but um, I, I just think that too much change can be a bad thing. Too much change too often. Um, 
And I think that that was a clear example of that. He just changed everything around. Now he's asking Tongi to do different things. And so, again, I'm a little sympathetic to Ndombele's performance as well. Um, I think he got put in a rough spot. And he was honestly the first half our brightest spot in, uh, outside of Harry Kane. But, yeah, just, you know, questionable formation, questionable tactics. I don't know why we play to someone else's um style i think we should have our own and i think that might lead into what we were going to talk about later about you know jose Mourinho. is it time is that it is that the final performance should it be the final performance yeah we'll get that in. we'll get into that in a minute but going back to what you were saying about how too much change could be a bad thing i think that's kind of what's going on with the back line as well like obviously the the individuals on the back line the last few games and yeah. really for the majority of the season have just struggled like they're just not up to not up to our expectations and where they honestly should be they should be held to a very high standard we're a top four club in the premier league a traditional top four club we're not right now but we, ha- we, we hold these expectations. We just reached a Champions League final. We were pushing for the Europa League final. Um, you know, we, we expect more and we demand more. And I think what you're seeing is Jose, Jose, excuse me, is starting to tweak formations back there in the back line, switching partnerships at center back. He's trying to find that perfect combo or that perfect, um, I guess, identity or style. Yeah. It's just not working, man. It's just not working. In my opinion, and I, I still feel this way, Regulon, um, Tengenga, Roden, and Aurier for the remainder of the season. That is what I am sticking by. I, I, I stood by it last week. I'm sticking by it again today. We didn't see Tengenga today. I understand that. But I think Roden right now is the only one who's showing you that he deserves to hold that starting spot, at least one of the starting spots in that center back role. Yeah. Too much like you were saying, man, too much change can be a bad thing. I think that's also playing into why the backline has been so terrible recently, frankly. And I um, think that whenever you spoke earlier about uh Toby's performance, um, I try to be sympathetic to him too. Maybe I'm too sympathetic. I don't know, maybe that's my problem, but I I, <laughs> I try to be sympathetic because he hasn't been getting too much playing time, and then now he's thrown into this formation and that formation, and all these different tactics. So the only change I would make to the formation you just suggested is um, I would put Tanganga at right back. Uh, I thought Aurier had a performance today in which it can be forget forgotten, quite frankly. Um, it was quite horrible, I think. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I'd take Jaffet at right back, um, and then I'd go Joe Rodon and Toby. And then Sergi, of course. I mean, we don't have any other left back. Rough performance today from Reggion again. Gave up the PK. Yeah. Um, you could see he was frustrated. I've also noted here at the end of the game, um, I saw Delhi. He was smiling. I think he was talking to Yeah, he was shaking hands with um who was it? Uh was it Calvert Lewin or no? No, he wasn't was. there. Uh, was it Michael Keane? Maybe it was Josh King. I don't know. He was he was smiling with an Everton player, and then you can see Reggion was talking to uh Jaimes Rodriguez and and he still looked pissed. He wasn't smiling. Yeah, he was having a conversation. Uh, the Everton player, he he looked like he was smiling, having a good time about it. But Reggie, I think still he threw pissed. down a drink in in frustration when he came off too. He, he His threw jacket on yeah. that bench area. Yeah, it was it was something he threw in frustration. I remember. 
Um, kind of looked like Deli and, and I, Gareth Bale were over there giggling about it. It just reminded me of of when Deli Alley had been frustrated in the past when he's been pulled off and and Gareth Bale at times as well. It's you see that frustration in some of the players. It's yeah. good to see, but also it's it just sums up their performances as of late, man. Like today, today, like you mentioned, Regulon was not up to par. Definitely not where he needed to be and where we're used to having him. Um, he he had that burst burst of energy today, like he always does. But tactically, he just his awareness was off today, and and like we mentioned, he gave up that PK questionable call but still was caught out in a bad position he had to he was forced to catch up to uh the everton attacker but but if you yeah, watch man, that they, sh- they broke it down at halftime and they showed Hamas, right yeah Hamas rodriguez i don't know yeah james it, it looks Hamas. like james to me but james um, <laughs> but at halftime they broke that play down and they showed uh how high up Aria and Reguilon were both playing at the same time. So when Reguilon was trying to get back, I mean, if you saw Aria, he was just walking. I even put that on my notes. I saw him walking back like several times. I just thought he has a lazy performance. Um, I mean, if you want to exclude people out of the 18, I think, I think Aria would Aria and Dyer would be the two to start with. And I mean, there's got to be some large kid in the academy somewhere that they can just <laughs> throw on the bench the next a, specimen the next harry kane or a center back I, I, I was speaking about a, a defender more specifically just can't be worse i don't know uh, i'm just still baffled at the 18 i'm baffled at what we did in 90 just overall uh very disappointed when the 11 comes out, when they announce the 11 against Southampton next Wednesday, um, if Eric Dyer is in the starting 11 once again, I honestly don't know what I'm going to do with myself. <laughs> I am sick and tired uh, of seeing that man start for Tottenham Hotspur. It is his... <sighs> I put him at the left wing, whatever. Or, or, or at striker, right? Or at or at the number 10 role, because he was yeah. up there so much in the second half, early on in that second half, at least. There was a oh, meme that's goodness, been going man. around on Twitter for since the Amazon Prime documentary came out. Um, and it was Deli Alley walking in the locker room, and he's saying, all we fucking do is... Whack it long and sit, sit back and defend, and then whack I've, it long. I felt that way three, four, maybe five times this game. Like, yep. this is what he's pissed about. And you know what? At the end of the day, I've always been a big Jose supporter. I think he's funny. I think he's got a good resume, and I was really hoping for silverware, which is not off the table yet, I will say. But I think now it's just it's pretty clear and obvious there's something going on in the locker room. Um, there's something going on. I just don't think all the guys are are Jose in. I think they're you know one one eye out they're the split. door. Yeah, yeah they're split. That's the that's the bad thing. And I guess that's going to bring bring us to our final point today on the podcast. If it was up to you right now, you could make the decision: Are you sacking Jose Mourinho after the Everton performance and after everything that's gone on this season, the recent performances, our our current form? If it is up to you today to sack Jose Mourinho, are you doing it? Do you want my serious answer or do you want? Yes. Yes. Okay. Like this is a serious question. Uh, are you sacking Jose Mourinho? No, I'm not. I'm not. It's what are you going to get at the end of the year? I mean, I was going to say my other answer, my joking answer, slightly joking. Leslie uh, King. <laughs> yes, baby. Bring him in. That's where I was going. You already called it. Um, but. 
it's like I just don't know. You sack him right now. What the fuck's that gonna do for your season? You know what I mean? Like, what's it gonna do? It's not gonna do much. So for me, no. I mean, hell, I think changes need to be made. Um, but you know, I I feel like he's an easy target, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, the, we, the we've man talked before about him before. got fired for yeah. a reason too. We've talked about it before uh, on the last, I think, two editions of the podcast where it's the same players, different coach. If you're not going to get rid of those bad apples, if you're not going to get rid of yeah. players who have been long overdue for a departure from the club, you're going to get the same mix of emotions. You're going to get the same ind- individualistic style of play and players and their egos getting in the way of the team. Um, for me, for me, yes. I am uh, I, I'm Jose out. I, I think okay. today, after the performance that we saw against Everton, you got to do it. I, I, th- I would do it. And to be honest, I would throw in Ledley King as my interim hey. head coach, and I would run with it until the summer. In the summer, bring in RB Leipzig's uh, Julian Nagelsmann. That's my replacement. Okay. I don't for have sure. a replacement outside Ledley King for Jose um but yeah i mean it's unfortunate we've gotten to that point right i think Mm -hmm. um what was it two years a year or two years when when we were working in in for fc dallas that yeah uh hey hey, uh that we were working for fc dallas and and it was i was excited about jose i thought i loved the energy he brought i Mm love the character he is and then kind of his resume and was, those were exciting times, but things just kind of changed very, very quickly, um, which is unfortunate. I mean, we were top of the league this season. Where where did that go? Where are yeah. we now? Why are we in this position? So, yeah, I guess, you know, I, I, I can't disagree with you about Jose out, but if I was the head honcho in charge, I don't think I could. I would just ride this one out at least till the end of the season, then maybe do what you're talking about. Um, I don't know about uh, enough about Nagelsmann to say whether I think he's fit or not, but I think anyone you bring in is going to have the same problem if you have the same players, like you said earlier. Yeah, and I totally agree, man. Uh, definitely not disagreeing with you. I just, I'm tired of it. I'm, I really am tired of it. The first, dude, the first half of that game was the first 10 minutes went by first 10 or 15 minutes or so went by. And I was like, man, I, I want to stab my eyes out. It's so, it is just such a boring tactics, boring mentality, passing it back and forth side to side. It's there, there was no, there was no real style. There wasn't a real style of play. It was a it's show, ridiculous. show me yours and I'll show you mine. That's the kind yeah. of game plan I like to call that. It's, you show up and it's just like, well, what do you got? I don't know. What do you got? And that's what we had today. Two, two fucking yeah. draw. We needed three points. We got one. Uh, the more I talk about it, the more mad I get. Hey, who knows? <laughs> By the end of today, I may be like, fuck yeah, Jose out. But for right now, I'm, I mean, that's why I'm wearing this black. I was going to change it to a Jersey, uh, but I thought it, it, it would be more um, poetic for my soul to wear a black shirt on the pod. Cleansing today. your soul of Tottenham right now by by not wearing a jersey on the pod. I respect yeah. it. I'm still wearing Tottenham pants right now, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> they still have me. 
Well, to be honest, all we can do is wait at this point, man. Uh, like I mentioned, we do have our next game against Southampton on Wednesday. That's at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Um, we'll see what happens, man. Definitely need another bounce back performance. We needed one today. We didn't get one at this point. If we don't get one, we're only going to dig ourselves into a deeper hole as far as top four hopes go. So all we can do is wait. Who knows if Jose Mourinho is our head coach by the time we reach Wednesday at one o'clock PM Eastern time. Um, but until then, thank you guys for listening to another edition of the United Spurs of America podcast. As always, please follow us on Spotify, Twitter, and YouTube. And if you are interested in joining our Patreon, please consider supporting us as well. Any amount would be greatly appreciated. We're, we're, we are definitely looking for people to engage with us on social media. We've been gaining a little bit more traction thanks to uh, our buddy right here, Jacob Walraven. Oh, yeah, yes, I got like sir, se- personal record with 71 likes. It's big yep, time. Big time. For sure. So that was cool. I didn't think, I don't think we gained any followers from it, unfortunately, but Hey, people were liking it. So for sure. We've gained a few more followers since then as well. Um, but yeah, if you, if you do have any comments or, or qu- any questions for the pod, frankly, um, for any of our episodes, post-match reaction, pre-match um, conversations, definitely shout us out on Twitter, add us, um, throw down a, a comment or question and we'll be happy to, uh, to respond and, and uh, make sure you're taken care of for sure. But as always, up the lads. Come on, you Spurs. Come Until next time. Come on, you Spurs. For Jacob, I'm Michael Ramirez. We'll talk to you after the Southampton match. <laughs>